0: A failure is a pathway to self-confidence confidence Confidence, self-confidence is tied like i I said in my list it's tied to your fear of failure
1: okay so i just want to say kudos to you then congratulations you failed at your list so good job you you definitely (laughs) did Mm. that with the list so good job Mm. five
2: four three two one
0: let's go Oh, so,
2: so, I'm the storyteller dropping the realness from my experience. HLS in the building. Me and Boundaries, we ain't never been friends.
0: Yeah, it's the logical genius. I don't think you're ready for this knowledge I'm about to drop. You are now listening to My Five
2: Cents. My Five Cents.
1: My Five Cents Podcast. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the My Five Cents Podcast, the family debate show where we have a topic. We discussed the topic, and we have a judge that makes sense of it all. And I am very excited about this episode here because we're talking about Mm self-confidence. We're talking about the ways to build Mm self-confidence. Fellas, are you confident about your list this week? Oh,
2: I got this one in the bag. Oh,
0: gosh. Yes. To answer your question, yes. I doubt it.
1: All right, so to help us out with this topic here, we have an author, a motivational speaker, an authenticity strategist and subconscious reprogramming expert. She is a top 10% ranked podcast host with 5 years experience in events production and volunteer team building for Tony Robbins as the host of the Happiness Habit podcast and founder of Reauthenticated she helps people create an identity of freedom through authenticity so you can end self abandonment, heal your nervous system of emotional addictions, and stop keeping the secret of you. Her workbook, Reauthenticated A Revolutionary Self Transformation Guide to Personal Freedom, is releasing on Amazon this fall. So we are so excited to have Kara Payton on the line cara welcome 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 how are y'all Hi.
3: what's up cara <laughs> thank you so much for having me guys this is
0: gonna be fun no
2: yeah. it's gonna be a good time thank you
0: yeah, Definitely. thank you for coming on the show
2: so
1: cara my first question to you is this what is your superpower and how has it helped you in your journey
3: oh god i love that question
2: you're the only no. one cara
0: <laughs> 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 Oh, is that how we're starting today? Is that what we're right? doing today? Oh, shots fired, shots All fired off the back.
3: Duck, duck, duck. We've got
0: Attacking to... the self confidence, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say, my superpower to put it in third grade language is just I keep it absolutely 100. I love you. I love my family. I love my friends. I love the people around me. But when it comes time where I have to start abandoning myself, and I have to start putting some part of me in a closet, you and I have issues. And when I have to come outside of myself in order to maintain a dynamic or keep the peace, I'm, it's, I don't keep the peace, I peace. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I keep it. A way of saying it.
0: it. Nice.
1: So Kara, with that, and with our topic, talking about self-confidence, it takes a certain level of confidence to keep it a hundred at all times. For fear of maybe of keeping it real goes wrong. Do you find in instances where you keep it real, keep it a hundred that it may go left?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it's delivery because there's a way that people, you have people that are confident in who they are and it's immovable. They don't fudge that. They don't compromise that up. They don't make negotiations about it. And then there's people that say, I don't care what you think about me. I'm this, I'm that. Actually, the people that say, I don't care what you think about me are the ones who care the most. Mm. They're the ones that are flying flags out there that are like, stay away, don't poke that, it's sore, it's it's not confident. I can't have you go into that part. And the people that are actually confident, they don't need to say that. And any time that I've said, I'm confident, I know who I am, I know what I want, and I've delivered in a way that draws lines in the sand and segregates and excludes people, that's when it goes left for me. So I've got to also be 100% honest about, am I saying it and delivering it in a way that is holding a standard or a boundary for myself, but also not just slashing the throat of a relationship just for the sake of you get your shit together because I can't I can't hold your
2: weight. Speaking of that, when your delivery is important. And as you just said, there's a difference between confidence and being cocky, yeah, right. What is that line, and how do you deliver it accurately so you don't so your confidence doesn't come off as being cocky?
3: If I'm valuing something over my over another person, that's when things go off come off as cocky. Is when I am putting my opinion and what I have to say out there in the world above you or through you. That's when things get get off the shelf.
0: So, Kara. You talked about your superpower. What is your kryptonite?
3: Mm. <sighs> that's a re- That's an even better question. <laughs> he, he doesn't really have two.
2: <laughs> he only says one. One in every four episodes, he has a good one. No,
0: one in every four is better than zero for zero for your questions. So, oh,
2: so you <laughs> say? So you say?
0: Now, the the people poll tells us that. <laughs> <laughs> the people poll in your head. What are you talking about? <laughs>
3: I would have to say that my superpower becomes my kryptonite very quickly if I, once it's a boiling, once I've made that one compromise, that when I start the negotiation process and who I'm going to be, when I start making these micro decisions to be just a little bit less and a little bit less and a little bit less, it just, before I know it, I'm six months down the line and realized. I've got cleanup to do because I got way into morphing myself to match a room or a relationship or just there's, once I start compromising, there really isn't like a hard stop at any point. So I've, mm. I've, I have to keep it 100. My superpower supports me, not ever be my kryptonite, not ever reaching me.
2: Yeah. That's deep. That's yeah. deep. Yeah. With your happiness, habit, happiness, habit, podcast. It takes work, right? To always be 100, to always look out for yourself, to, to try to find the happiness. Is this a constant, would you say it's a constant, it's like going to the gym. Like you have to always maintain that level of sanity for yourself to maintain the level of happiness. Like it's constant checking for yourself.
3: You have to, there, there are laws. People say, I just want to be happy. I don't understand what's wrong with me. I can't be happy. I can't have this level of, or... You can't be happy all the time, and people talk about when people bash happiness, they're unhappy. People who bash happiness, I don't value happiness. I want joy in my life. It's like bullshit. We don't Google joy, how to attain joy. We don't Google how to get inner peace. People want to know how to be happy. Yeah. People want to feel good. Yeah. And so we can make it cheap. We can make happiness seem like some fleeting BS emotion that doesn't get us anywhere in life. But the real issue is why do we have such a problem with the idea of someone who is happy, who is solid, who does feel good? Because I got to be honest, I was miserable all the time. Formative years, teenage years, childhood, crazy chaos, childhood, divorce, violence, domestic abuse, substance abuse, all the wow even childhood abuse that I had repressed because all of it came up and I repeated it. I took my parents' life and I went rinse and repeat and i married the same type of person and I wow. had the same wow. kind of lifestyle. And I had gotten to a place in my twenties where I was suicidal. And so I know what it's like to be in the trenches and just desperately want to cling to anything that would bring me out of that and feel happier where the worst possible place to be was in my own head in my own four walls alone with nothing to deal with, but me, mm-hmm. I know what that like. And today, no matter what comes across my desk, no matter what comes into my life or comes out of my life, even more so important, I have me, I have my back and it's not an embittered, resentful, uh, freak flag just for the sake of being inflammatory and boisterous or arrogant or anything like I'm happy. I'm happy no matter what happens to me. And that's valuable. And it's not cheap. My happiness is very expensive. It's going to take a lot for someone to get under my skin and take a piece of that because I built that and I am protective over it. And I think that people, when they end up miserable, for cheap and happiness and act like it's some fool's errand to try and attain happiness. It's like, wait till you get it and it's solid, you're gonna be protective over it. I have it and it stays with me because I do not allow it to leave. I I obey the laws of it. It's not unconditional. There are things that I have to do on a daily basis to not only make a deposit into my mental state but to also make sure that if I have a withdrawal, it's immediately recovered and that I'm only withdrawing it for like the absolute VIP things that do require my full 100% focus and investment in that.
2: Is happiness selfish?
3: It has to be.
0: Wow. Yeah, I think so.
3: It has to be because it's the ultimate act of selfishness so that you can turn around and be selfless to others. It's selfishness for selfishness inward Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. selfless outward.
2: Wow. That's interesting.
1: You talk about, or you spoke about happiness and people not really subscribing to it. And you know, the phrase misery loves company. Is that a real thing in your mindset or is that just something that people say?
3: It's we're built for it. We're born with, we want to connect. We want to belong. We want we want to be understood. We want confirmation bias. We want our model of the world proved. And so we will seek out other people that agree with that 100%. We're built for rapport. And so we've, we have a world where we crave intimacy, but we settle for a connection.
2: Oh, 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 that was a bar.
0: A nugget, yeah.
2: That was a bar. <laughs> say that again. No, seriously, say that again. Because... It hit me, but it hit me so hard. Like it knocked me out. Like I need to, I need to digest it (laughs) That right there.
3: So if I'm to look into your soul, HLS, I'm, I understand him. I see him. I see his shadows. I see his good side, his upside, his downside, his blah days. If I can understand that, love that, accept that full all the way through. And he doesn't have to perform for it or earn it that's intimacy that i know you all the way through but we settle for someone that we settle for the idea of someone we settle for a connection just for the sake of connection why do you think our online world is growing like crazy we are the most connected we've ever been and the most depressed we've ever been explain that
0: great point (laughs)
3: Our social media and our smartphones and all of this internet world is connecting us more, but we are not close.
2: No. This is true. Wow. This is true. Well, thank you for those nuggets. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I find myself back in the day before social media. I found myself picking up the phone and actually calling people and actually having a conversation. Now I check in via text. Hey, you good? Yeah, I'm good. And then that's it. That's it. That's it.
1: Yeah, I was actually listening to, we had a guest on the Don't Take It From Us podcast. And in one of their episodes, they put out a challenge to just call someone once a week, just phone call, not, not a text message, not a, a social media message, but to actually call someone and check in on someone. And I think it's turned into a, lot, a lost art. I used to look forward oh. on my birthday for all the birthday phone calls.
2: Yeah.
1: Now it's like I got to make sure I log into to Facebook to, to maybe get that love. Get, yeah, get that love for the birthday there. Kara, I was looking into you, not in a creeper way, but <laughs> I <saw a> <laughs> it was in the way. creeper way. <laughs> yeah. <the> creeper way. <laughs> I saw a picture of you, and it looked like you were in front of a TED sign. So, did you happen to do a TEDx? And what was that topic about?
3: It's authenticity. It's authenticity. So on the same note of craving intimacy but settling for connection, we crave the authentic, but we settle for the show. We settle for the social media highlight. We settle for the filters. We settle for the highlight reel. We want, and that's why when somebody does finally show up and they are raw, real, unique, original, something that like blasts our mind of all the expectations of what's going on in the world, we like, we reshare it and they're like, this, this, hard on, this is just, this is, this is everything. What about it was, this is everything. It was real. Real. When something hits you or when it hits different, what they're really saying is, this feels real to me. My nervous system didn't see this and go, I smell bullshit. Any moment that something is really actually felt, what, what is felt in it is the level of authenticity that was shown and delivered. It might be, we might not be able to understand it. We might not necessarily readily be able to identify it. It's like something I can't put my thumb on it. Perfect example. I don't know if you guys remember when Post Malone came out. I was, I was all sorts of judgmental. A to Z, <laughs> like, this guy is not. Is no, not anywhere.
0: You weren't with White. <laughs> he's ever not. Saw. He's not it. He's not I it. That's like, what you were saying. This,
3: this guy is not the avatar that I have in my mind of a mega millionaire pop star, whatever. I was like, he's just. That's not it. And I tried, you guys. I tried to hate him. I tried to hate him so hard. I was like, he's just, he's not attractive. He's kind of funky. And just, I think I made fun of him in high school. Like I just was, it was, and I I fell head over heels in love with the man because he's just, he's a one-off. He's a one. There's only one. We have so many people, so many artists, so many personalities, so many authors, so many coaches, so many models, so many whatever that are a copy pasted version. Somebody trying to chase somebody else's summit, somebody else's Mm -hmm. dream, somebody else's desire, somebody else's avatar. And it's like he didn't. Clearly, he didn't. He didn't give a shit about looking left or right. He's like, I'm Post Malone.
2: This is true. And there's
3: there's a lot of people like that. And we all we are all gravitating toward it. And there's only one reason. It's they do not take and copy, paste or drag and drop. They do not consult with the world and go, all right, now who am I going to be? I'm going to I'm going to open the door to a room and I'm going to scan the crowd and go, okay. this is the version of my shelf that needs to walk into this room. We do it to a micro degree. Most of us, if we're honest, and there's a certain amount that's good. It protects us. There's a self preservation mechanism in our brain that just goes, okay. Yeah. i S I'm assessing the potential impact that the environment's going to have on me. And I'm going to, I'm going to alter just a little bit. And that alteration, if you don't alter back when you leave the room or you make that a habit, I'm gonna open a room. I'm gonna alter, and then I'm gonna walk in, and I'm gonna alter, and I'm gonna go back home, and I'm alter and go to work. I'm gonna alter, and then I'm gonna marry this person. I'm gonna alter and get this job. I'm gonna... We don't even recognize who we are anymore. It's like a boiling frog.
0: So that's great that you say that. Because let me ask then: Do you think we? And you mentioned social media. Do you think we, as a society now, are in the, at that point in, I guess, in this generation, that it's okay? Like everything in the world is just fake. And then when you see authenticity, it's even though you should be, it should be real and it should be like, you shouldn't, it's authentic. He's just being himself. Like, oh my God, that's so different when it's actually not different. He's just being himself or a person being themselves. Are we brainwashed at this point to accept the fake so much that when we see just something as simple as somebody being the natural self, that it's mind blowing to us and that we're making a really big deal out of it even though we probably don't need to, or we shouldn't, because it's just a person just being true to themselves.
3: I think that on that same token, we crave authenticity, but we settle for just being different. Mm -hmm. I just want to do something different. Like I'm, I don't know if it's me, I don't know if it's not me, but I know that this will stand out. This will look significant. This will stick out. So I'm going to do this just to be the highlighter on the page. I'm not, it's not me but I know that this will get me looked at. I know this will give me attention. I know this will give me likes. I know this will give me followers. I know this will, it just, it's still on authenticity, but it's even worse because it plagiarizes itself as somebody trying to wear a mask of authenticity. And most of us really, we have no idea the depths of the magic that would absolutely start coming forth if we dove into that. We have a society. It's built, it's structured, it keeps us all in line. And marketing knows this, mm-hmm. capitalizes on this all day long. If I can get you to believe that you have something missing, I can sell you all fucking day long. Yep. And once you get that thing and you buy that thing, add to cart, click to access, register mm-hmm. for access, what I mean, all of the, if I can get you to do this on loop, you stop chasing who you are. And you start chasing this freaking carrot that I tell you, oh, this is the piece, this is the piece, this is the product, this is the item, this is the shirt, this is the event, this is the status, this is the car. And what I did is I did the same thing. I was super miserable in my life. I took somebody that I thought was successful and I was like, I'm gonna copy paste their life. I ended up with a huge house, a Mercedes, the cars, the watches, the six figures, all, like, all of this stuff. And I get to the existential summit and realize, oh shit! I've checked off every single box, and I am still a miserable person. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> what do I do now? There's nothing else to buy. There's nothing else to do. Yeah. There's nothing else to try. I'm miserable, and I did everything that the world told me to do. Now what? And then there—that gets really freaking uncomfortable because you start have to look. You start have to look when yeah. you absolutely have to dig into yourself you go, oh crap, whats What's <laughs> in this archive attic disaster nightmare that I've been just shoving different parts of myself and going, I need you to not because <laughs> I need this is the character that I have to play to do this and I need you to not say anything, <laughs> do anything, be anything, think anything other than what I've been programmed.
1: So for us here at the My 5 Cents podcast, we had to dig deep on this topic for today. And we are talking about self-confidence and the best ways to improve your self-confidence. So we are going to segue into the next section of the show. And Logical Genius, please explain to our guests what's about to
0: happen next. All right, Kara. We've established your expertise in this area of self-confidence and authenticity to our audience. Now we need you to become judge, jury, and executioner for us because HLS, Social Juvenile, are constantly debating things. And we think we know what is the best ways to build your self-confidence, but we can't agree on which are the top five. And we need you, the expert that you are, to come with a decision and let us know which one of us has the best list. Simple, right? The daunting task, but it's simple. All right.
1: And HLS, can you please explain to Kara, what is the criteria for judging?
2: Kara, the criteria is that there is no criteria. No. You, you may choose me because I know what happiness looks like. I know what confidence looks like, and it's not cocky. That's why you might choose me.
1: You might like the fact that I was an ugly duckling, and look at me now
2: still an ugly duckling <laughs> but he, but he's <laughs> confident with it he's confident with it
0: i got nothing to say to that i got nothing to
1: that i'm sorry you got nothing and you nope. might like the fact that <laughs> oh, a lot of boy. is choking
2: on his words and you uh, might just say he's the winner for that it is completely <sighs> up to you whatever you decide but your first decision now is you get to decide who goes first.
3: Well, you're already talking.
2: <laughs> Here we go with the cockiness.
0: the yep, cockiness <laughs> is already beginning. It's
2: part of my mystique. Here's my five cents on the best ways to build your confidence. And number five, I have volunteer. When you're giving back to the community, let's you know, say you're at a soup kitchen or a homeless shelter, when you're giving back, it gives you good feelings. And then that good feeling, it, it makes you feel proud. It makes you feel proud that you're doing something good for somebody else. So that's number five. Number four, I have you need to set attainable goals. You need to set attainable goals for yourself. Don't say, I'm going to climb the Himalayan mountains. Say, I'm going to go for a walk. And once you do that, once you build yourself up, get that confidence, right? You improve on something that you don't properly manage. You can't measure it. And once you see success... It goes into that self-confidence. So you need to set something you can measure. And number three, you know the same keep up with the Joneses? Forget about them. Don't do it. Don't compare yourself to others. When you do that, you experience something called envy. Social juve envies me. Logical genius envies me. I tell these guys, don't do it. Because the more you envy, the worse you may feel about yourself.
0: Fake news. Uh, they're fake news.
2: And <laughs> number two, have sex. It might seem controversial, but it's not because the lack of sex can cause your self worth and your confidence to drop. But when you have sex, keep in mind you have to have sex with someone who wants to have sex with you, okay, logical genius? When you have sex with someone that wants to have sex with you, you feel nurtured, you feel desired, and it boosts your self confidence, your overall well being. And at number one, you have to craft your circle, you have to surround yourself by people who are positive. Because if you feel bad after hanging out with somebody, maybe you need to second guess, I shouldn't be hanging out with these people. You need to have a nice circle of trust. And that's my five cents are the best ways to boost your self-confidence.
0: Now, if that wasn't a caravan of garbage, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> what? Can, can, can you do better? What? Of can, can course. You? Of course I can have, do better. Have, have at it. Have self-confidence. Have at it. No. Kara, you get to pick who goes next.
3: Go for it. You're challenging him. Okay.
0: Oh, my goodness. I I apologize. This is why he is called the habitual line stepper, because he is all over the place. And he's just like, I don't know what chat GPT questions he's inputted to get these random responses to use for the show. But that was bad. Kara, so, be
2: prepared to go to sleep.
0: So, Kara, self-confidence, the key word is self, right? And I think people often confuse self confidence or miss, they're missing from self confidence, is they think it's all mental, right? They think it's all emotional, but there's a physiological aspect to self confidence. And I, I think what you have to do is just pay attention to who and how you are when you are feeling or lacking self confidence. Like you, you can think about when someone is lacking self confidence, how are they physically, right? Their posture, they're slouching, they're probably speaking really slowly they're not making eye contact, they're looking down. But when you see a a person's confidence, they're walking with their chest out, right? Chest out, speaking loudly, smile on their face. So all of that, I think, is something you have to pay attention to as a person. Pay attention to your physiology and and try to regulate that, right? Maybe you do breathing exercises. I'm a big person on meditation breathing. I've started doing that maybe a few years ago and it's helped me focus, right? And I think doing that, Working on your physiology will help you build your self-confidence because physical and mental are all connected. At number four, is you got to monitor, you got to challenge negative self-talk. We've all heard this before, this term seek and you shall find, right? If you're constantly telling yourself, I'm not good at this, I'm not great at that, or I can't do this, this is gonna be bad. You start to believe it, right? You start to believe that mental state and you buy into your own lack of self-confidence so you have to reverse that like reprogram yourself i think you talk about that in, on your shows like reprogram yourself and shift your focus and maybe think of something that's positive in your life that you can build on right that's something that that you were proud of in your life with a big win or small win build on that and then use that to reprogram your mind and think the other way around right because if you are continually thinking negatively And thinking poorly about yourself, you're going to feel that way. You're going to believe it that way. But if you start thinking positive of yourself and reinforcing yourself, you're going to believe you start to believe it that way. And we are creatures of habits. And the more we do things, and more we apply things over and over again, we start to believe it and we start to get a routine for it. At number three, I just mentioned it a little bit, but you take the wind, right? I'm in the, I come from the technology world, right? In project management, we often talk about getting the small win, right? Getting recognizing the small wins. Oftentimes we think I got this big thing that I have to do, I have to accomplish this, or I have to achieve that. And it's so big and so grand that you don't celebrate and focus on the smaller wins, right? Where you can say, oh, this is small, but I did it and I did it well and I'm happy for it. Coach my son or daughter's soccer team, or I organized a play date with my my kids and my neighbors. So these small wins will help boost your self-confidence. And number two, and I think this is people often overlook this, is embrace failure, right? One of the things with self-confidence is that people are f- afraid and fear failure. They don't want to fail. So they're so scared of that that they pull back and they, you can see it and they build this lack of self-confidence. But if you embrace failure and you take it for what it is, and failure that failure is a learning experience. That you don't look at it as I'm done and I can't do this. You take it as... Hey, this is just a setback, but I'm going to learn from this experience and achieve it and do better the next time. I think LeBron James had like a, a quote recently with his kids, and I think his daughter said, "I can't win, I can't do it." He's like, I, "There's no such thing as can't. If you fail, you get up and do it again. You fail, you get up and do it again. You only truly fail is if you stop yourself from achieving what it is that you want to achieve. But if failure is a setback more than anything, not an actual failure." And number one, and HLS says this, but I think it's higher, in my opinion, is stop comparing yourself to other people. Oftentimes, people see someone who's successful and who's confident and assume that they were born this way, right? And that they see the end journey, but they don't know the beginning story, right? They see the fruits of their labors, and they only focus on the last part of it, but not the beginning part of it and how they actually got there. So comparing yourself to others is really, really bad because You have your own journey to follow and you have your own way of achieving things. And what works for them may not work for you, but you can use them as reference to to help boost yourself up. But don't directly compare yourself to them. They have their own lives and their own journeys and you have yours. So that's my five cents.
1: All right, Cara, I'm so happy you're still with us. (sighs) Seriously, that took
2: up half the show.
1: I really
0: am happy that you're Dropping logic, that's all.
2: So let
1: me go ahead and give you my five cents on the topic. And the approach that I took is these are the stages. You start from number five and work your way to number one. And this is how you can build self-confidence step by step. And at number five, you start off with words of affirmation. you got to have positive self-talk. You have to see yourself in a confident light in order to have self-confidence. And number four, physical well-being. So it could be as simple as making sure that your posture is good. I knew a soccer player who his chest was always out and he walked like this all the time and it's like man why is your chest out like that but he actually for the Canadian national team was the number 2 scorer of all time physical well-being and it could be as something as simple as your posture at number 3 you have to take a self-assessment of some sort I know for myself I took a disc assessment and For with these assessments, what happens is they really ask a bunch of questions to get to the details, the nitty gritties of your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities for growth. And once you have that, you're able to kind of play off of number two, which is play to your strengths. All right. Don't worry about your weaknesses so much. Worry about what you are good at and continue to do that. Like for me, I am good at carrying these two in this podcast. So uh, I continue to focus on carrying these two on this podcast. It's a heavy little, You know, I do take this. Notes. This is what I do. Take and news. number one, you have to recognize the accomplishment. I can remember the exact moment that my confidence turned on. It, it actually happened to be a night where we were out at Brown University, hanging out with some Ivy Leaguers. And I actually went there to try to impress one female. And she gave me no attention at all. I mean, zero attention.
3: HLS got a vein popping out of his head listening yeah. to
1: <laughs> yes, yes, he was there. I was, he was, there. There. <laughs> he was there. He was there, but he wasn't there. And that was the problem. I could give the whole story, but it would take very long. But just know that there was another female there who paid me no attention at all. She was insulting me the whole night. And somehow, some way, she became infatuated with me. And we had a moment, and that was the accomplishment. And I recognized that—that that, hey, I am no longer an ugly duckling. Because if I was able to get this dime piece to recognize me, self-confidence, baby, and I've never looked back. And that's my five cents, Kara. What a personal touch, right there. <laughs> What's going to happen next is we're actually going to tell a sympathy to story you. over here. Oh. Yes, we are going <laughs> to toss it over to you, Kara in which we call something cross-examination. So do you have any questions for us to clarify any points that we made in our list?
3: Yes, HLS is number two. With a person you know, with a person you love, with just at, just with yourself, what are we, what are we talking about?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, so someone who cares about you, right? So sometimes like when you feel desired, right? You may not have, may, maybe let's say, you don't feel the best today. But someone looks at you with that same desire, with that same eyes, with that same, you could be with this person since you're 15. And over the years, your body's changed, your looks has changed, you may need glasses now. But they look at you with those same eyes, that same desire. It makes you feel good. It makes you, being desired by someone you care about, makes you feel good. And having sex boosts that self-confidence, for sure.
0: Dogwash. I'm going to piggyback off that question, if you don't mind, guys. Oh, by you're way. saying having sex with someone that you care about, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And that someone cares about you.
0: Okay. Let's, so let's what if clear. you don't have access to a person like that? We don't all, depending on what point you are in your life, you don't have access to sex. What if you're an eight-year-old kid who's lacking self-confidence?
2: Well, so it's not ideal for them. I don't recommend that. What <laughs> <But Yeah. laughs> would you, you what think? You think? <laughs> what you can do is craft your circle, What you can do. Is craft your circle with kids who treat you nice. Not kids. But we're who talking about
0: top five things that someone can do. Anyone can do. Yeah, I'm not talking about kids. I'm not. I'm not talking about. Oh, kids. so then you don't care about kids? Then
2: I wouldn't say um, that. That's a whole other ball game. Kids are not listening to this podcast, right? Yeah, they
0: are. This, what are you this, talking about? We have this, kids in the this, Philippines listening to this podcast. This is an adult.
2: <laughs> this is an adult conversation. So my list but is like
0: self-confidence game. starts at an early age. I agree, but my. And but if you it, don't recognize that at an early age, that it becomes more difficult as an adult to rectify.
2: Well, one, my list isn't intended for kids, and two, that's where the parents step in, right? So if a parent is confident, I really it, hope
3: the parents not stepping in on number two. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <seriously>. Oh <laughs> no! Please don't step in. Yeah. No, so you, a parent could teach their kid how to love themselves and how to be confident and how to surround themselves by good people, how to set attainable goals.
0: So you don't to have a five. You don't have a top five. I do have a top five just it's not for kids oh, okay i'm talking to adults it's not for kids um you know what i'm not talking to an adult right now because that list doesn't make sense <laughs> how you feel well and
2: then, <laughs> then again you're not the judge so it doesn't really matter
0: i know oh touche All
1: um, right. so what you got
0: for cross
2: God,
1: I I would love to cross-examine you, but I can't even remember your list. I
0: mean...
1: Honestly, I got (laughs) so
2: lost in his list. Um, I didn't even know where number five It's funny he says that
0: because his list sounds exactly like mine, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, it's just, I don't know. The the snooze button was on
0: there, so I can't can't even... I think he was just writing it down, just rearranging some of the order in which I presented my list and just put in one or two things that were different.
1: So HLS... And I'm not even knocking it, but I just need some clarity because I don't really quite understand it. You're number five, volunteer. I just don't understand where the volunteering is boosting. Volunteering what? Volunteering to do what? Volunteering to do the dishes? Volunteering to take out the trash for your parents because you're still (laughs) living in the basement because you have no self-confidence? What are we talking about here with volunteering?
2: In the community. In the community. I've done a food drive for people before. And some of the appreciation that I felt by just passing out like boxes of pasta and rice, it just made me feel like I was doing something good. It didn't matter. I think I I did one, did a couple. I did one for a Thanksgiving food drive. It's passing out chickens and turkeys and yams. And people are like, yo, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It just made me feel like, wow, how come I didn't do this years ago? I felt really good about myself and I really enjoyed it. And now I volunteer annually.
1: Kara, let me ask you something. Do you think that there's a difference between self-confidence and self-appreciation? Good
0: question.
3: Yes, definitely.
1: Okay. Because I think that what you're talking about with the volunteering is more towards self-appreciation, more so than boosting self-confidence.
0: Gratification, right?
1: Yeah. You're talking about, okay, you you fed people at a soup kitchen And that might have brought you some sort of reality check that, hey, you know what? My life isn't as bad as theirs. So I think you're talking self-appreciation more than self-confidence.
2: Yeah, but if you appreciate yourself, if you walk with your shoulders up and your chest back and you appreciate yourself, if you take time to appreciate yourself and say, hey, I'm going to get a clean shave today. I'm going to put on some nice clothes today. If you appreciate yourself, it's going to carry outwards and that boosts your self-confidence. It starts within yourself. I don't know if you listen to Kara, but she was talking. It starts from within. It starts from within. Oh, Shots.
1: within. Pandering,
2: pandering, pandering. pandering. I'm, I'm just
0: saying it starts from within. So, 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 so I have a question. For, actually, let me. Do you have a follow up to his response? I'll let you respond. No, I do not. So I have a question on your number three, right? Self-assessment. How do you do a self-assessment when you are constantly cheating on all of your tests? Constantly, how, how, how do you, you can't look over someone's shoulder when you're taking the self assessment? Like, you can't nudge me in the arm, and be like, yo, logical. Let me, would you get for number five? Let me use your number five. Explain that,
1: okay? I see you're talking to the eight year old again. You like talking to the kids, the underage. All right, so <laughs> the last time that I took the test, <laughs> it's been quite some time, some years. A self assessment, there are a bunch of assessments out there that are free to utilize online that I recommend for people because sometimes in order to get to the place you want to be, you have to know where you're at. And these self-assessments can be useful tools. I think that's why companies dish out bucks to do 360 assessments for employees to have an understanding of where their strengths are at so that they can be a stronger employee. There's reasons why it's a tried and true method. So yeah, self-assessment, you should take one.
0: Oh, I, I've I've ran a few on my own, so you don't have to tell me to take one. I was oh, only asking so because of, you're not
1: doubting. So then you're not doubting No, my no, no, I was just asking you, for you few, personally. You know how do you do a self-assessment
0: when you cheat on your exams? So that's no
1: the of self-assessment is what you're saying to me. Okay, thank you, appreciate that for validating my <laughs> point. Appreciate
2: that. <laughs> it's funny that you talked about my list and, and talking to eight-year-olds. What eight-year-old knows what physiology... Physi? I, I, I can't even pronounce that. <laughs> physiology. What eight-year-old knows
0: that? I, I can't help that you can't read. I'm sorry. But eight-year-olds can probably read this word. But physiology, kids nowadays, this is probably ignored years ago, right? But nowadays, talking to my youngest, my one of my youngest nieces, who's eight, like now she's in her classes and they're teaching her breathing techniques to calm herself, to relax. Because especially at, at some kids at a very early age have suffered from like anxiety, right? So recognizing how you are Physically, when certain emotions go through you, when you regulate how you are physically, that can in turn shape you emotionally. So kids are aware of that. If you're talking like a newborn or something like that, okay, maybe. But you're talking about kids that are early age, toddler, maybe a little bit older. Like They are able to... We're talking about eight-year-olds again. They are very intuitive and astute, and you can teach them about their physiology, and, and they can learn that stuff. So it, it's not... No, it's not only for adults.
1: Yeah, I'm going to piggyback. you. Oh, my gosh. So you're talking <laughs> about the, the the children. You're talking about the kids. Your list is for the kids, and you say embrace? No, I didn't say my list is for the
0: kids. My list is for everyone.
1: Okay. You, I'm just saying two. you can't.
0: Number two for HLS's list, you can't apply to a kid. No, number two,
1: embracing failure. So you want these kids to turn into a bunch of Eeyores. Just... Soak oh. in the failure. Oh my God, I suck. Uh, and it's this is coming it. from
0: someone who doesn't understand the concept of failure. There's no path to success without failure. Period. Nothing, nothing is achieved when there's no failure behind it. People fail in order to succeed. That's just how it works. Like People who ignore failure and say, I, I can't fail, I have to succeed, I have to succeed. They put too much pressure on themselves and not recognizing that Failure is a pathway to a pa- Failure is a pathway to self-confidence. Confidence, self-confidence is tied, like I said in my list, it's tied to your fear of failure.
1: Okay. So I just want to say kudos to you then. Congratulations. You failed at your list. So good job. You, uh, you definitely mm. did that with the list. So good job. Mm. So Tara, do you have anything else?
3: Not question.
1: All right. Okay. Let's go ahead and get to decision time we want to know who do you have in third place who had the worst list
3: okay so i was already thinking the best one let's go to (sighs) Mm, i hate to do it because i like y'all already hls
0: (laughs) i know this i know i just said this whole thing about failure I'm, i'm i'm shocked why are you shocked? You say this I'm every
3: time. I, I have a good reason why, but it's not the reason that you might think. It's not just a bad list. That's, that's so okay. <laughs> that I'm following. Not the <laughs> only reason.
0: It's not that it's just a bad list. Oh God, There's why reasons a why. I... We'll, we'll talk
2: about it. We'll talk about it. But what do, do you have in number one?
1: I was out, out my drink. <laughs> Oh, Carrie, you killed me with that word. Okay. Hey, so let's sorry. learn
0: from this and, and succeed next time. Stop That's it. all I got to say. Stop it. <laughs> and
3: okay. I have a valid reason for my number one. My number it one wouldn't. is actually logical.
0: Wow. No. Thank you. Are you I serious? You guys. You guys are you are serious? Like... No, she is serious because you guys don't know how to succeed. You don't know how to fail in order to succeed. I failed and I succeed and I have self-confidence now. That's oh, it.
2: Right. Um, all right. you're, you're amazing. Please, Thank you. Walk us yeah. through your process. Yes, please walk us through this.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, educate educate so, those who do not know. They obviously need the training.
3: The breakdown of HLS's list, when you walk through it, it is all based on external validation in one form or another. Confidence coming from feedback from the outer world that I'm going to put in my inner world. Which can, yes, build self confidence. However, it's unsustainable and it will constantly need refreshing and constantly need refilling. It's wonderful, but it's very dependent. It can be, and it works for a lot of people. And if you have a partner, if you have all these things that are working in your favor, this list can work. But what happens if? What happens if I'm single? What happens if I'm a child? What happens if I don't have X, Y, and Z set up for that? What happens is I will. Only be confident if I'm further performing and if I'm further being validated. And so it's a list. Yes, it would work for someone. Yes, but it's a vacuum, and it keeps somebody consistently seeking confidence in that vacuum.
0: That was
2: fucking deep. Logic. (laughs) That was deep.
0: I might have to give you my moniker for the next twenty-four hours because that was genius and logical. You are the logical genius, Kara. My goodness. Wow, and man. why and why
1: was logical genius number one?
3: What's interesting about that is yeah, we made fun of him and everything, but they all come from within. They're all something he can do, they are all sustainable, and they follow Napoleon Hill's principles for success, actually.
0: See, I didn't even know that. Being yeah, a logical genius, I didn't, mean, that, I didn't even all know right, that. Cool. Thank you for educating me, Kara. It's just natural.
1: Yeah, your your Google game is great. Nope. nope. <laughs> nope. So, Kara, we want to know what is your five cents yes. on the topic?
3: There's actually only two.
0: Oh. Give it to us. We need two people. The
3: number one thing you can do to build self-confidence, the number one, keep your promises to yourself. If you make a promise to yourself, if you say that you're going to do something, if you say that you're going to be something, if you say that you're going to think something, if you... that is the ultimate hack to building a relationship with yourself and that self-referencing and that constant self-advocation is the only thing you need to forge yourself because that way it's independent of somebody's opinions, it's independent of your wins and failures, it's independent of your performance and independent of people in your crowd, independent of your financial status, independent of your advantages, your disadvantages, all of it. When I have my back, when I know that I have my back, Despite everything else, the world could turn against me and I'm the solo man in the arena. Every single person's a critic in the crowd, telling me where I've come short, telling me where I could have done better. Right. The man in the arena, the Theodore Roosevelt speech, it's epic. And there's a reason why it's the thing I live by. Because as long as I am in the arena day by day by day by day, I could give a fuck less what the critics have spitting out of their mouth because they're not in the arena. They're in yeah. the stands. I'm in the arena with my face marred with blood and sweat and tears. And I'm doing the work, understanding that no matter where I am in the journey, whether I'm falling down face first, as long as I in the face down in the dirt can go, remember, I've got you get back up. It does not matter. Anything could come against me and anything does come against you, which is why Napoleon Hill's principle that logical bring up embrace failure it's actually very key because you have to immerse yourself in failure stories to understand that the people that we think have summited the mountain they've summited the mountain after falling down the mountain seven times and Mm -hmm. thinking of not climbing it back up again or everybody starts at the mountain one step at a time nobody climbs that shit and just by osmosis or a helicopter ride or a cheat code nobody gets to the top by landing at the top. We start at the bottom, all of us do. But here's one challenge to the embrace failure principle of Napoleon Hill that he teaches is failure is only failure when observed. If you refuse to fail and you refuse to quit and you take failure as temporary defeat as opposed to failure, you cannot fail. Mm -hmm. And that ability that I cannot fail, that is the ultimate self-confidence. But my number two, is you have to be authentically you. Stop abandoning yourself. Stop taking a part of yourself that you feel like will not be approved of, loved, validated, respected, whatever, just because somebody has come and challenged that part of you. All of you has to go in, which means all of your failure, all of your shadows, all of your light, all of your wins, every single piece of you has to go forward. And those would be my two.
0: That was powerful. Beautiful. Thank you
1: you for that. So we do a people's poll where we ask our friends in social media for the topic. And I will tell you that there was a lot of people that rang out when it came to this topic. I think this might have been our most popular one that we've had thus far. So I'm going to give you five out of the list. And at number five, we had Eat good which was an interesting one, the old phrase, you are what you eat yeah. at number four, which I thought was strange, but it was there fake until you make it. There was a few people that definitely said "Just If you're trying to build self-confidence, I guess, fake self-confidence until you become self-confidence, can do you, see that. do you subscribe to that, Kara? No, just- I
3: don't. It further, it furthers the divide between who I am and who I want to be. And it also tells me that in order to be successful, I have to be anything other than what I am. I have to fake it. You're t- it is, if you say fake it till you make it, you're saying that you're faking it. It's There's nothing about it that eventually turns real. It just becomes you further subscribe to the charade that you have to fake something. Instead of saying fake it till you make it, I get the mantra and I get the power behind giving yourself some sort of step-by-step push momentum type of thing. I get that one hundred percent. But how about act as if or be it to become it or something that's a little bit more embodying as opposed to I'm gonna I'm gonna fake my way through this mm-hmm. until people are fooled. I don't understand the what with the fake it till you make it, I don't understand what the win or the finish line looks like for that because make it what? Because then once you make yeah. it, you have to start off who you yeah. really are. Yeah. It's like Great well point. I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm going to fake it till I get this wonderful relationship. And then what? Now I'm going to slowly gaslight them into this real version of myself. And then it just, it doesn't, it's not sustainable.
2: That's quite the breakdown.
1: Yeah. Thank you for that, Kara. At number three, we had surround yourself with a positive influence or positive people. At, and I think I was talking more to what HLS maybe might have been speaking to. Mm-hmm. At number two, we had mindfulness. A lot of people said mindfulness, meditation, self-encouragement, words of affirmation. So that was a big one there. And number one, which I'm not sure if the people understood the assignment, but maybe this is back again, once again, to self-confidence versus self-appreciation. Number one was love yourself. A lot of people said you have to love yourself to build self-confidence. But I I, my struggle with that advice is that it's not telling you. It's not telling you how to build that self-confidence. Like, love Mm -hmm. yourself. It's Mm -hmm. generic. Like, okay, love yourself. Uh, Almost kind of like logical geniuses embrace failure. Just embrace failure. Uh,
0: He's still throwing shots, even though we already established I got the number one. I don't even know why. Sour grapes
1: so that right there is the people's poll
2: yeah shout out Uh, to everybody who who voted that was super important yes that was was a lot of gems right there
1: yeah there was a lot and there was a lot more on the list that we just it's we got to pick five five cents
2: yeah yeah, you got to pick five
1: so cara if people wanted to follow you or see what you're about how would they go about doing that
3: i am a very social media conscious person and so everything is repurposed if you see me on youtube or tiktok that's just a repurposed content i am the person behind my screen on instagram and nowhere else so if you want to reach me find how bad i am at puns and dad jokes and all (laughs) that i'm on instagram and that's just Kara payton with an underscore but my website's being revamped right now and i'll make it a very very conversational place something intimate something actionable where people can have conversations there but for now My favorite place
1: to be is on Instagram. All right. So that's Kara, K A R A P A Y T O N underscore. If you want to follow her on the gram and I'm sure that you can check her podcast out on all the streaming sites, just like you could check out this one. So we're going to go ahead and say goodnight to the people. HLS, go ahead and say goodnight to the people.
2: Kara, you stepped in the wrong direction. But you dropped a lot of nuggets, a lot of love. Thank you so much for your time. We'll get them next time, guys. No, you won't.
1: <laughs> All right. And Kara, I'm gonna say your decision making is quite questionable. It really is. But <laughs> I appreciate you being on the show. I really do. And the knowledge that you get gave, this was a win. So good night, people. We will get them next time. And logical genius and our champion for the week.
0: Yes. Kara. Thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for dropping your knowledge and, of course, picking the most logical choice. HLS Juve, as you are climbing this mountain that Kara is talking about and your failure upon failure upon failure to try to defeat me, when you look up, know that I am waving back at you guys and saying, hurry the fuck up, because <laughs> I am too far ahead. Good night, people.
1: I don't even know what to say, but... Cara Payton, please say goodnight to the people.
3: (laughs) Thank you guys for having me. This was a fun dynamic. I love the structure. I love the rapport. I'm super happy that you guys invited me on. So thank you. Thank you.